this was supposed to be an entire tribute episode. But Gail, you pulled me right back into my old habits. This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting of this episode was supposed to be about the man the myth the legend known as kobe bryant we lost a great one uh i guess this is about two weeks ago now when you're gonna hear this and while myself most of my friends and a lot of the people that i know have kind of struggled with his passing i tried to figure out a way to properly put into context what both his death meant and kind of the life that he lived But while I was putting these thoughts together, I happened to run across a clip. Gail King had an interview with Lisa Leslie, and the disappointing part was that she decided to ask some questions. I'm just going to let you hear it and you can tell me what you think. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of a sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, Lisa, go get that girl or tell her or send her this. Mm-hmm. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. That's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it, though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it, considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time. It's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to it went to trial. Yeah, but the case is, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify, so it was dismissed. And I think that that's how we should leave it. So if you're anything like the way that I am, first and foremost, I want to salute Lisa Leslie for one, keeping her composure during something that's probably tough. Her and Kobe Bryant were actually close. And when you have somebody that's sitting across from you asking questions that are one, uncomfortable, two, being, if I'll just be fair, something that you obviously believe your friend was not capable of committing, 
and handling it in a way that doesn't kind of give the typical angry response that's a lot I know my clap is a little lame but I'm trying to hold back on kind of how disappointed I am for Gail to kind of bring that line of questioning up I've also listened to some of the commentary that she's had since and the way that it was framed is what she had a problem with the truth of the matter is whether it's Kobe Bryant whether it's a friend a family member a loved one plenty of times in death people love to talk about what things that you did that were probably the worst things of your life um it could have been as simple as I don't know whatever it is that in your past that you don't want to talk about I don't think that people are allowed to grow even in death because in someone's mind telling the full story means not talking about the great person that you are now but describing how you were at your worst we frequently hear about the stories of like an MLK or a Malcolm X and the kind of people they were outside of the movements that they all wanted to take part in yes Malcolm was Malcolm Little at one point. He was a pimp. He did rob people. He did sell drugs. And you hear this narrative so often that that's the only thing he was and how that defines who he became and how that person couldn't be that person. If we listen to the stories about uh, Martin Luther King, you hear about all the orgies and all of the women And these are the stories that frequently come up to kind of bring down the man, the myth and the character that we've kind of idolized over the years. Like we've certainly turned him into a character that's bigger than life. But the truth is, what part of the story is worth telling, hey, this person did something bad as if any of us have lived perfect lives? Like if something was to happen to me tomorrow. I promise one of the things is that people are going to say a ton of dope stuff about me. I think I'm kind of cool. I'm smart. I'm caring. I'm a friend to most people. I can pop off a little bit if you really piss me off. But mostly, I'm just the kind of person that would help anyone. You'll also have those people that'll be like, you know, the Washington Post reporter who couldn't wait to write an article about how terrible um Kobe was and how he was a rapist you'll hear the stories about me oh he did x with so-and-so he did this and I'm trying to figure out if I think that that is okay every single day I think that most people wake up trying to be a better version of themselves than they were the day before there's certainly those that are despicable that just don't care but most I would be willing to bet are trying to be a better version of themselves. And even in death, they can't do that because you won't allow them to do that. I look at myself where I know me and what I'm striving to become or where I see myself going. How can I do that if all you want to do is pull me back into it? And you couldn't even allow me to do that in life because in life, Let's keep it real. Kobe Bryant is a six foot six, probably 235 pound man at this point. 
you don't really want that smoke. No one's going to call him a rapist to his face. But you know what they will do? They'll wait for their time. Everybody will write a thank piece. We'll talk about how we have to tell complete stories and say all of these nice and mean things about people as if any of that matters when tragedy happens. Certain people have an effect on the masses. This is the first death in my lifetime that I actually mourned a person that I don't personally know. I don't have a personal story. I don't have a personal attachment. Kobe wasn't my favorite basketball player, but I think the reason that it hit me and probably a lot of my friends as hard as it did, we think about somebody that's honestly our age. You stare your own mortality directly in the face when something like that happens. And you cannot believe for the life of you that somebody who showed so much promise, who seemed to be living life right, doing the right things, doing stuff that he loved, traveling to just take his kid to a game would die in that kind of fashion. I think that's what took all of us out. I think all of us will remember where we were on that Sunday when the text started coming in and friends and people started asking like, yo, I heard Kobe Bryant died. You didn't see anything. You couldn't. There was no official word. TMZ leaks it. I don't see it on ESPN, CNN, any of the major news organizations that, frankly, I would look for when I want to know something that I'm looking at as the truth. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then it hit. The first sign of news for me was when it was confirmed in, on CNN that five people had lost their lives in a helicopter crash in Calabasas. Then it was, oh my God, it was Kobe Bryant and we think some of the kids are on the, uh, the helicopter. Then it turned to like nine. And it's such a tragedy because, of course, whenever somebody is in the public eye, those are the people we sympathize for. But it's so weird because... We've become so PC in our culture, we had to say, hey, I'm so sad about the loss, the lives of the people that were lost uh, from Kobe Bryant to all of the other families and how those people feel. Now, some people really feel that way. But then I feel like there are a lot of people who frankly say that stuff because they feel like the masses will kill them if they don't. Well, what about this person? I tend to think... A lot of tragedies suck. There isn't a day that goes by or in the news where there's a bombing someplace or there's an explosion or an accident and plenty of people lose their lives doing the same kind of things just trying to get home. I think the most poignant post that I saw was that it's so underrated going home after a day's work, leaving your house and coming back is the most underrated thing in all of our lives. And after thinking about that, going forward, I just want to have peace of mind. I want people to honestly believe that they can go out and come home, that it's okay to do regular things. This is the kind of event that shocks people into thinking that so much bad can happen. We're way overloaded in terms of information of any kind of events. Anytime something happens, we know about it. Anytime there's a tragedy, we know about it. The worst part about all of this 
when I take a look at it on a personal level, I could not escape the news and how down and how out everyone happened to be. I went to a local restaurant, sat at the bar, drank ginger ale, had uh, some basically some some chicken strips and white rice and sat there. Everybody's turning everything on in the bar like, nah, we got to talk about Kobe. Everything that I scrolled through on social media, man, we got to talk about Kobe. Every website that I would normally look at to read the news, man, we got to talk about Kobe. Not since maybe 9-11 have I seen something that's dominated everything in that way. Maybe when Donald Trump got elected because none of us liked him and we were all in shock. But that's probably the last time where, frankly, I thought that there was no escape in the news and it was all bad. And so we were in disbelief. I don't know what everybody else has done. I guess this is my think piece as I talk about it and talk through some of the frustrations of kind of everything, the cool things that I learned from Kobe, the camaraderie that I got around things that he did. That's what I wanted to kind of highlight on this podcast. I definitely wanted to beat up on Gail King because I think that tearing down a man or woman in death is never the right thing. You didn't have the ability or frankly, you didn't have the gall to do that while they were living. I need you to keep that same energy while they're alive or while they're dead. Because if you can't do it, then don't do it now. I had a a buddy of mine send me a DM and he was asking me about the naming convention of Kobe Bryant's shoes post retirement. It's crazy that they're called ADs. It wasn't the Kobe Bryant 13s or the Kobe Bryant 12s. The Kobe Bryant AD. Me probably being the least religious person of most of my friends, even I know that that gives you, you know, an extremely special meaning because I'm thinking in biblical terms. BCAD. And that's pretty telling, knowing that I think he made it through four pairs. You never want to see or talk about those things. But I'm going to talk about his sneakers and why his sneakers meant a lot to me. My first year living in L.A., which is 2007, broke my ankle, fractured it, playing basketball, try to step back on a workout wonder, hit him with the same move three times. Fourth time, I tried to pull it out. Was laughing and having too much fun playing with somebody and he taught me by me landing on his ankle or his foot fracture done for the season no more basketball all summer by the time 2008 rolls around now the Lakers are winning they're going against the big three Kobe and the low tops are the sneaker so I say to myself like yo Kobe just jumped over Aston Martin Maybe if I put on the the Kobe 5s, I'll be able to get my hops back too. Maybe I'll start grabbing the rim with two hands again. Silly, but that was my thought behind it. I really wanted to get back into it. So I bought these Kobe 5s. Wore them all the time to play ball in. One of my really good friends happens to look just like Kobe Bryant. Shout out to Roe, man. We always laugh and joke. He's six inches too short 
but if you looked at him on a glance, he certainly gave you the same look, same build, everything. Actually can hoop really well too. Not too many people I'll admit are better than me, but my man is dope. Something happens and I can't remember what it was, but now I'm bowling in the LeBron sevens, I believe. And still got these Kobe fives that I think that are dope. I want to say like Ro rips up his shoes on the court. Something happens and I'm like, yo, I got a pair of Kobe fives. You're welcome to have them. Me giving him my Kobe fives literally gave me a friend for life. From that point on, Ro was like my man, a hundred grand. We were inseparable. Like that was my boy. If I'm moving uh, at the time with me and my girlfriend in LA, Ro was right there helping. If I'm just hanging out, Ro was right there. If I'm, I don't know, like when I was unemployed because my company had laid off a bunch of people in LA, Ro kind of experienced the same thing at the same time. Every day we got up to play basketball and then we were doing job searching. It's crazy how a pair of sneakers can pull people together like that and create lifelong bonds. I had an interview in LA over the summertime and I haven't seen Ro in what, four or five years? That might've been the last time I was in LA. We hung out and acted like we haven't missed a beat. Still my man, a hundred grand. We still compare notes and talk about what sneakers we're hooping in and how, you know, we just can't lead a game alone and how much fun we have playing it. Since that day, that first pair of Kobe fives, I got the Kobe sixes, Kobe sevens, Kobe eights, multiple pairs of the Kobe nines. And so it's weird that I can look at a person who by all accounts was probably not the greatest of teammates coming up because he thought that he could do it all on his own. Me and my friends and our love for the game and how hard he worked at it is what carried over to the rest of us and allowed us to think, you know what? Maybe this is just for us. We might not be Kobe Bryant, but we'll be the LA fitness version of the Lakers and kill some people out here in these streets. And we had all kinds of fun doing it. I think what I really remember Kobe for is being almost like Mike. Michael Jordan was my idol. Michael Jordan is the person that I bought my first $100 pair of Jordans. I got them when I was in fourth grade. Salute to the Air Jordan 6s. I wanted to be like Mike. I have a fadeaway jump shot over the right or left shoulder because of Mike. And I saw Kobe Bryant come in and take that mantle, take all of my man's moves and make him his. He didn't have the athleticism, but he had the work ethic and the drive and the determination to take all of that and make it into his own. I've seen people use that kind of determination to build things for themselves. A lot of times I feel like if I had that kind of determination, maybe my podcast would be doper because I wouldn't go through periods where I don't necessarily release content because maybe I'm not feeling it or uh, I'm bothered by something else. And so like my ability to create content is highly uh, compromised. Trying to have some Mamba mentality as I get better, because once I get to episode 100, I get my man... Uh, I'll nickname him Reform Jerk 
onto the podcast finally, and I've been waiting for this. I believe this is going to be episode 88, so I need to hurry up and bang out 12 episodes just so I can get this guy on the pod and have a good time. So, I'm going to wrap this one up. Um, Cole did a lot of dope things for people, and I think his ability to go outside of himself and to help people is what I personally want to remember him about. Like, sure, I'm going to have the sneakers that I never rock casually because they're trash. I don't care what nobody says. But for basketball, they're the best thing ever. But I'm always going to remember the person that he is and all of the people that he helped. And all of the stories that kind of leaked out after his death about how he did things without the need for publicity or to let anybody know. He just thought that he had the honor and the privilege to be who he was. And so he wanted to use that platform to help others. It's a number of stories about sick kids or people. And he was always there to help out people. That's the dude that I want to be remembered. I want to see him remembered as the big brother who finally understood that you need people to kind of complete stuff. You can't do the things on your own. When you have people and you have a team you realize that like the journey is much better because you have people to share it with. Yeah, he's a five-time champ. I'm not even mad that he had to get rid of Shaq just so he could be the man. I understand that from a basketball perspective. But I do know that as he kind of got into his later career, post-injury, it became much more about building how everyone enjoys it and how the weakest person on the team has to be there too versus I can just do all of this myself because I'm just that nice like I got a stupid dope team of people around me I have a great village of people who frankly build me up and hold me up when I can't do it for myself none of the things that I do the content that I create the person that I am I could literally be without each and every one of them way too many people to name but frankly you know who you are if you're listening to this so I asked uh, as we kind of go towards two weeks away from when this tragedy happened please hug your, your loved ones a little tighter figure out if the beefs that you have with people who used to be in your life are worth not speaking to not having any ill will towards people Figuring all of those things out, being positive and helping each other, and just being a better version of you. Tomorrow is definitely not promised. So if it's not, I just want to live every day like it's my last. And I know that that's super cliche in their days that I'm going to waste my time Netflix and chilling and watching 10 episodes of you. But mostly, I just want to have as many experiences as I can because I don't know when that's going to be up. And when it's time for them to write my story, I want it to be about the positive things that I did, not about me wasting my time or wasting my talents or wasting away. That's what I'm going to take from like the death of Kobe. Just be better. That'll be my mama mentality. So I know you haven't heard from me in a long time. Now this is really going to hit home. Ball players want to rap. Rappers want to ball. My name is Darrell. I'm here representing the real world. And I hope to speak to you guys next week.
take it easy. Peace.